0: Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Erica. Happy misogynist of the week, Erica. Yay. Honestly, I'm quite happy to be doing this one just to get a break from all of this Convoy nonsense, this occupation that we're still living through.
1: But have no fear, the black guy's gone.
0: (laughs) Uh, And I'm just really happy to be with you today to dunk on someone that we fucking hate. And that is Joe Rogan. Yeah,
1: honestly, though, you know, I tried to stay away from Joe Rogan because there's only so much my brain can take. Right. Like there's only so much like you have mass surveillance, you have the, you know, Canadian settler states, I mean, and then the U.S., you know, there's only so much. You have Kanye. There's only so much one can take. Right. And then, of course, anti-blackness always draws me in.
0: Okay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, there are many issues here, but yes, definitely. I'm like,
1: really? Why is there no scandal? That does that Like, no, like a scandal with having to do with identity and having to do with cancel culture and stuff that does not involve the N-word?
0: Well, it's just so strange to me that non-Black celebrities find Black History Month the time to apologize for cultural appropriation using the N-word excessively throughout their lives. There are literally 11 other months in the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, can I get a refund on this year's Black History Month?
0: Honestly, you deserve it.
1: Yeah, because I feel like this one's been a little shittier than the other ones. Yeah. I you mean, know. Black History Month, like Black History Month is like the Canadian flag, right? Mm. It's meant to convey some sort of elevation and really. It just, it just, it's just suspicious. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I think that like like all the shit
1: will come roll downhill and fester in Black History Month. mm, That's what I think.
0: Yeah. And I think this, like the impending uh, conflict between the Ukraine and Russia is definitely hanging over it. And then everything happening in Ottawa where like anything good that is like celebrating black joy or blackness is just getting pushed to the back burner or like everything else is just kind of like louder and more urgent than that, which is like unfortunate um, for the black community. But man, it just really shows that we can't focus on more than one or two things at a time.
1: No, because our media shapes perception. And I'm just like, they what they elevate shows what they what's important in a way like subconsciously. On a mass scale, and I'm just I'm, I'm really just tired of their shallow convoy takes, and they're like, you know, and their their push for, I don't know, this drumbeat of war. I feel is like, although apparently Russia's backing down, so I have thoughts about that Mm -hmm. too. But Mm -hmm. I will save them for another episode.
0: You did make a very interesting point there where the media is kind of the ones responsible for controlling the conversation and telling us the things that matter. And I think it's time to start thinking about Spotify, the company and music platform as more than just a place where you play music. I think they're now getting into the content as a content provider and we'll get into that. And so in January... Of this year, 2022, 270 scientists, physicians, professors, doctors, and healthcare workers wrote an open letter to Spotify expressing concern over false and societally harmful assertions on the Joe Rogan experience and asked Spotify to, quote, establish a clear and public policy to moderate misinformation on its platform, end quote. Two days later, on January 24th, Canadian musician Neil Young posted an open letter threatening to remove his music from Spotify if they did not remove the podcast, um, the Joe Rogan experience from their service. The podcast, which is one of Spotify's most popular, has been criticized for spreading COVID-19 misinformation, hence that open letter. And Young wrote that, quote, Spotify has a responsibility to mitigate the spread of misinformation on its platform, end quote. On January 26th, Spotify removed Young's music and a spokesperson said that Spotify wanted, quote, all the world's music and audio content to be available to Spotify users, end quote, and that it had, quote, a great responsibility in balancing both safety for listeners and freedom for creators, end quote. And then, of course, Canadians gonna keep Canadianing. On January 29th, Joni Mitchell removed her catalog from Spotify, in support of longtime friend and fellow polio survivor Neil Young and the global scientific and medical communities on this issue. And in response to the controversy, Rogan said on Instagram that he would try harder to maintain a neutral point of view on his podcast and that he agreed with Spotify adding a disclaimer to the beginning of his videos. And I think those are specifically ones around COVID-19 and like more science-y stuff. I don't think they're talk- talking about like the aliens episodes. The so aliens in February, the- <laughs> he like had, um what's his face from Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. They came, he came on and talked about aliens and UFOs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tom DeLonge uh, temporarily left Blink-182 to go and pursue aliens and letting people know that they exist. And then he left, he- wait a minute, wait a minute.
1: He left Blink-182 for that.
0: Yeah, listen, follow your passion, live your life. I don't know.
1: (laughs) This is exactly what's wrong with white men.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking, I was like, man, this white man hates money, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, they
1: always do this. They always think that they discovered shit. And that they must go and proselytize like, through the world, <laughs> like, fucking missionaries. Either that, or it's, like, a, just a violent takeover. Oh, Take my your
0: God. Pen. I mean, I don't, I don't. <sighs> so, in February of this year, footage of Rogan, basically a supercut of Rogan saying the N-word with the hard R on the Joe Rogan experience surface. Rogan apologized, calling his language regretful and shameful, while saying that he was not racist, of course, and only quoted the slur to discuss its use by others. And this was um, surfaced by artist India Ari, who then said that this is why she was going to be removing her music catalog from Spotify. And in response, Spotify CEO Daniel Ek called Rogan's language incredibly hurtful, but was also against silencing him, and then, following that, Spotify then donated a hundred million dollars to um, Black charities. Oh my God, that is such
1: a fucking slap in the face. So you know, uh, here, are Negroes, well, everything's here are some fine now. from the table. Here, throw some money fine. at us. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know what? That he's a racist. He's so anti-Black. Like I,
0: I just like that. I, oh. I would oh, yeah. I would I mean we'll get into it but I would I don't know that he I think he I don't know that he's like, you know, KKK racist, but he's more in the like fetishization of blackness, the co-opting of blackness and there for him to benefit off blackness. Um but he doesn't necessarily want like equity for black people. Yeah, isn't that racist though? I mean I just, I said KKK racist. Oh,
1: <laughs> so, oh, oh, I'm sorry. There's degrees of the racist. I yeah. forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all of I this, mean, he's not, not KKK. Like, I don't see Joe Rogan. He's not wearing a hood. <laughs> no, but he's, he would open the gates for them. I feel. Sure. Well, that's bad enough. He's a collaborator. Okay.
0: He's not not a collaborator.
1: <laughs> Listen, look at the times we're in, Aaron. <laughs> I can't be. I can't be splitting hairs here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Jeez, um, I need to know. So, anyway, all of this came to be because in 2020, Spotify. Uh, signed Rogan to a multi-year licensing deal worth an estimated $100 million, making it one of the largest licensing agreements in the podcast business. And the deal made the Joe Rogan experience, which was formerly on YouTube, available on Spotify starting in September of 2020 and exclusive to the platform as of January 2021. And so basically, if you want to listen to the Joe Rogan experience, you have to go to Spotify, whereas, you know, you can listen to our podcasts on wherever platform you use, whatever device you use, even Spotify in in browser, out browser, like whatever. So basically, in an effort to diversify their uh, revenue sources, Spotify realized that music wasn't really pulling in all the money that they thought it would originally because you know there's there's a finite amount of music and you know artists aren't creating music weekly whereas podcasting there's huge money in podcast ads and so um the obamas um harry and megan um and no oh call her daddy call her daddy which oh should say enough
1: definitely White mm-hmm. yeah
0: anyway all that to say by shifting to these exclusive deals for the platform this essentially makes spotify a content creator you know they they keep thinking that the joe rogan's and um the megan harry's are the are the creators and that they're but they have exclusivity over the content they are now in the business, or should be in the business, of content moderation. And starting in April 2021, Rogan started really emphasizing that COVID was not serious, and that he, even though he had been vaccinated, vaccines were bad, and just so a lot of like misinformation and disinformation. Um, I'm
1: sorry. So he's vaccinated, but vaccines are bad and people believe this shit? I'm sorry. As far as I
0: understand he's vaccinated. Yeah. So
1: what the fuck is anybody listening to him for? Okay, never mind. Like that's a moot point. I know. Okay. <laughs> sorry.
0: Go on. But he I mean I'm just going off the top of my head based on like my memory so I don't know if that's actually correct but I I, I do recall it being Oh no, suspish. I think I heard the same thing. It seems suspicious. Because he was more like, oh, it's people like- should make their own choices, blah, blah, blah. Because he's his political views are kind of all over the map. CNN says he's more libertarian, but he's definitely like pro-gay marriage, all of these things. But also, he's just asking questions.
1: Just asking questions. This sounds very, no, He he's definitely a collaborator. Because that's how they roll, you know? Like, they they're so they're pro-gay marriage so they can't be like anti whatever right they're like i don't know there's this there's this strain of sort of um political choices that's gay marriage but like anti-indigenous and anti-black you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. it's pro-gay marriage but it's like anti-poor you know what i mean
0: i mean I just, most of our society is
1: anti-poor okay fair but like okay fair uh, <laughs> but you know what i mean like like you know that that supports the sort of right-wing economic mm-hmm. policies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this idea of the collective <laughs> is like kryptonite to them you know like yeah. And I think it's just, and it's bathed in toxic masculinity too and it's bathed in patriarchy.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I don't know, like it's gross. Like I find him absolutely fucking repugnant. Like physically he reminds me of like I don't know, a Weight Watchers version of Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) Like he's physically grotesque to me, but We're not here judging people on their
0: looks.
1: (laughs) Um, But, you know, and what spews out of his mouth, I'm just like, this is so, like, there's like this, I don't know, there's like this kind of millennial, older millennial Gen X kind of white guy archetype. Mm -hmm. That's like like too bloated, too... um, it's like all their angst went into some sort of like monetizing bitterness or something. And I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Actually I do get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe not monetizing bitterness. Maybe it's not bitterness. Maybe it's something else, but it's just, I don't know. It's just undermining. You know what I mean?
0: I I just feel he undermines um,
1: progress.
0: I think, yeah, I think yes and no. I think because so many of his listeners, particularly white men and particularly more libertarian or politically apathetic, listen to him and take his word at gospel. And that's dangerous because as we've said many times on this podcast and to each other, Have no faves because they will disappoint you. Your favorite celebrities probably gonna made some sort of racist comment in the past or they've sexually harassed or assaulted someone or some other bullshit. And so just don't hold people to such, celebrities specifically to such high regard because they're imperfect people who are there just to be famous and to make money and not to be role models. And to give a fuck. Exactly. And like, the thing is that like Joe Rogan really started out as a comedian and a lot of when That's all of this a joke
1: in and of itself.
0: I mean, I don't think I don't I honestly haven't want, listened to a stand up, so I don't know if he's actually funny. I'm going to go with probably not because I don't care. He's not funny on the podcast.
1: No. So where's um, where's all this comedy?
0: Yeah. But then I saw, you know, um, L.A. comedian Twitter and New York comedian Twitter just being like, Oh, well, you know, comedians don't sign up to be role models. I'm sorry. When you've got like millions, tens of millions of listeners to a podcast, you are, have to accept that people are going to have a certain degree of quote unquote respect and emulate you and believe what you say. To think otherwise is completely ignorant of the way this, this celebrity ecosystem works. And I remember, was it Miley Cyrus or maybe Rihanna? When maybe both, when they were caught with you know, weed or something, they were like, Well, I didn't sign up to be a role model. Yeah, that's fair. You signed up to make music, or I guess in Rihanna's case, sing music. Um, because she's not writing any of those songs. Um, but uh,
1: writing or singing nothing,
0: (laughs) I mean, it's also true. (laughs) Also true. The reality is, is that people do look up to you. This is the celebrity complex we've created and it's our fault and they need to recognize that they are complicit in that ecosystem
1: yeah for sure because you know with celebrity comes power and that's the material point like i i think we need to understand that that's what that is Mm -hmm. right so it's not only that they like their influence is power so if they're like, oh, well, I didn't sign up to be a role model. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you you did when you have power and you do when you have influence or else you wouldn't be making the money that you make.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a double
1: edged sword. That's life.
0: There are a lot of celebrities who fly under the radar and who are just like medium famous. You know, you see them in a movie and like, oh, yeah, that person. Or you have a like a small band. And they put out music. They go on tour. And then you don't see them like ever. Doing anything else. Because they're fine. They don't need mega stardom. It's this when you get this like narcissism. And you all you want is more and more and more. That is toxic. And that's when you get this. Victim ish complex. You know.
1: Yeah. These men need to get a grip. Honestly. Like a little bit they (laughs) I will always circle back to you know white men's fear of losing power in general because and they need to get a grip because they're nowhere near losing power Mm -hmm. and I just find that you know the Joe Rogans act as like a cutesy rootsy intercessor between like between like liberals and the far right you know what I mean it's just I don't know I just feel that like the tox- the yeah, the toxicity of what he creates um, and the controversy he creates pays him. Yeah. And so um, and that's attention capitalism. Right. And that's where we are. We're in attention capitalism,
0: which is, I guess, fine. But then you've got you know, Neil Young asking for saying either remove his podcast or I want to remove my music and Spotify being like, no, like he's exclusive to us. We're not going to get rid of him. And Neil Young being like, okay, bye peace. And then multiple other people doing the same thing and people decrying censorship. Censorship is not a person choosing to leave a place. Censorship is one about power and two if Joe Rogan had been removed, then yeah, maybe do cry, cent- cry censorship. But it's not censorship when he still gets to make his money and do his thing.
1: Like, Has that's, he lost any power?
0: Yeah, that's, no? that's, that's, that's okay. exactly what we're talking about. That's the attention capitalism, right? Where like these people can leave. This is when, you know, with all the things happening in Ottawa right now, no one's going to go to Stella Luna again because they've <laughs> donated to the convoy. I guess at that point, they were occupiers since it was on February 5th. You know, we can choose to not support the business or a platform because of business decisions they make.
1: That's our right as consumers. What about our right to fucking free speech? So we're speaking through our dollars. Isn't that what this capitalist society teaches us? So I don't see the problem. Here's
0: the thing. Capitalism
1: doesn't work one way. It's not like the owners get all the choices and everything. Thank you. Fucking like, that's not how it fucking is supposed to work. Conservatives
0: and libertarians love capitalism until it affects them. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, why should I be punished? You're not being punished. This is the free market. This is the thing you have advocated for. It's working exactly the way you designed it to
1: indeed so suck it up buttercup
0: (laughs) I will say whiny men out there
1: I just have to say
0: yeah and like if you're interested in kind of a more of a backwards looking historical view of how we got Joe Rogan the daily episode on him is really good and I will I will say I think the idea of the sorry I think the impetus of the podcast where it's like a guy who likes learning things that was all in air quotes um, and is interested and is genu- genuinely curious about things asking people going into a conversation with people just asking them and reacting in real time I think that does have value and I think that someone like um, Bill Simmons is also really good at that and making you feel like you're just watching a conversation or sitting at a bar with people but if I'm in a conversation with someone I'm still going to push back a bit and be like, actually, let's unpack that. That thing you said was really interesting. I feel X way about this. Or I feel Y about this. Like, There needs to be a level of disc- like discomfort and pushback. Instead of just being like, I'm just going to let you like tell me all of the things you believe. And I'm going to be like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Because it- he makes it seem like he has no principles. Which, I mean, maybe he doesn't. I don't but- think he does. I don't think he. I don't think he's really being opportunistic. about this
1: shit, I think he's just a grifter. I think he's he's just grifting this whole thing. Mm. You know, the man. Listen, this man knows fucking media. Okay, mm-hmm. so do not think that you knowing media doesn't mean you pick up shit. Mm-hmm. He knows. He's just you know maximizing his bottom line. I I don't think that he's that invested one way or another. And I think that's, ironically, that's the problem is that um, he has no principles. You're right. Hmm. Hmm. Ugh. I, just, I, I just don't, I think there are people out there and I think he's one of them who just don't really, they don't really give a fuck about the consequences of what they're doing. As long as they're creating this, like, um, this whirlwind, Mm -hmm. right? Because that gives them more attention and it gets people talking about them and their narcissists. Mm -hmm. So um, if somebody said, Joe Rogan's a narcissist, I was like, well, there you go. You know, (laughs) like, I assume it wouldn't surprise me right and I, I I think it's more it's more that just selfish individualism that drives him more than any sort of political ideology
0: mm-hmm. yeah for
1: sure and he's just in the middle just you know picking up the money
0: and I think and I think that's why he he said oh I mean I'll have like more diverse you know views and you know why he was kind of I guess, apologetic about the N-word. Black people have
1: been on Joe Rogan's show, I wonder.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, I wouldn't go, but not that I'm there in that, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not known as my Mm -hmm. point, but, you know, I I just, I just, (laughs) white people, you know what? I was like, oh, fuck. It was when he and Jordan Peterson were talking about black people. Like they know us.
0: Oh my God. I was just like, I saw, that, I, I saw that clip and I was like, Oh, th- I got dumber. I did. I did. This
1: way of just navel gazing black people is in, in a way that is just, okay. It's just wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, the interpretations are fucking anti-black, <laughs> yeah, and They're like navel-gazing black people through the lens of their own anti-blackness. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I couldn't watch the whole clip, and you know that the that like it's max two twenty, right? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't watch the end. I was like, because I heard a few words, and then I was like, ah. Oh my brain is melting and i i just can't and you know i was like that gif with bridget nielsen who where she she just laughs throws her head back laughs puts her head down and just shakes her head that was me
0: (laughs) and for those who don't know is basically these two smart people centered around the discussion of whether or not people who are not fully black are actually black and should be considered to be black
1: white people negotiating blackness
0: this is just just, epically
1: white supremacy it's just epic white supremacy I, i i just i you know
0: so if you there's also this thing going around on tiktok right now this woman who tells a story about her grandmother who just died and how they learned this like big family secret and this woman she's got you know, she's very fair skin. She's like white with like blonde hair and like very like white looking nose. And I think she's American. And she's like, yeah, I found out my grandmother was black. And I was like, mm, this seems suspicious. But her her grandmother was just like, was like the youngest of like a bunch of children in the South and. Yeah, you never know. Very light, very light skinned. And she like ran away. And had no contact with her family for the rest of her mm. life. Changed her. Oh, it's her- one of those
1: passing stories. Yeah. Yep. Oh it's my a passing gosh. Passing story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, carry on. Yeah. Da, so da, 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 she da. just like
0: she just like, you know, um lived her life as a white woman. And she showed photos of her. And I was like, oh, I mean, she looks black. <laughs> you know what?
1: I um, it's funny you should say that because I was over at my friend's house. Uh, she's she told me uh, she was just telling me stories about her like her I think great grandmother, and then she showed me a photo of this great grandmother, and I'm just like, oh, she's black, and it fucking like, the- <laughs> she's like what? I was like, yeah, she's black. And all I saw was a black woman st- staring back at me. Like, I know black people. Like, don't think that you could pass a black person by me. Okay.
0: All right. No. no, no. Like, and
1: so I'm like, she's black. And do you know that she's like, oh, my God. Apparently she did this whole investigation. Apparently I was right. And I'm like, yeah, because she's black. And, <laughs> and now she's like, I-, I didn't know. So, yeah, that happens. Yeah.
0: I know. And so anyway, I'm sure that, you know, these two uh, Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan would have had a fucking field day being like, well, obviously she's not black.
1: No, she's black.
0: She's very obviously white. Look at her.
1: Oh, with that black nose. Yeah, she's white. Okay.
0: (laughs) I'd be like,
1: (laughs) listen, like there were there is some the color lines were so stringent that, you know, people were not allowed like there are a myriad of reasons and how people negotiated their skin tone, their proximity to whiteness, and their own internalized anti-blackness is, you know, makes for interesting, <laughs> you know, 23ME stories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 30% black. I love it. So after I saw this Jordan Peterson nonsense, a few days later is when the whole N-word controversy. And I was like, of course. This did not surprise me. Mm-mm. I didn't even, I didn't even stop scrolling for this. That's how expected this is. Like this fits. Of course. And then people are gonna be like, they're gonna clutch their pearls and they're gonna feign like they're like they care. And you know, uh, happy black history month. hmm I'm telling you, this stuff always happens during Black History Month. Like, there's no Black History Month that isn't like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, happy Black History Month. You know, and if you look at his history of misogyny, too, that seems to have been like nobody's talking about that either.
0: Yeah, I mean, it always the one the episodes that always bubbled to the surface and to like the mainstream Conversation are always ones with men. They're very one, very rarely ones with women. And I don't even know if he even has women on his podcast. I mean, I'm not going to look. So don't don't at me. I don't care. But <laughs> she's
1: not asking a question that requires an answer. Yeah, it's, it's
0: basically yes. It's rhetorical. But yeah, like, does he have women on
1: his podcast? But like, would it matter? Like no. his podcast, listen, that seems to be like a whole sausage operation because even his podcast guests are mostly male. Well, that's nice for them. You know, so, I mean, he lives in a whole like hellscape that I want. Like, I I just want out of the Joe Roganness of this world. You know, like, I feel like I just, I don't want to, but, you know, it takes all kinds, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how Spotify has dealt with him has been nothing short of pathetic. Uh, We know that, you know, he's the um, he they know which side their bread is buttered. Mm -hmm. And so they're not going to jeopardize that. So, like, stop looking for Spotify to give a shit.
0: All right, friends, this is it for this episode. Check us out. On our Substack, become a paid subscriber so you don't miss a single episode. Badbitchypodcast.substack.com And Erica, happy Black History Month.
1: Fuck. <laughs>
0: uh... <laughs> oh, Lord. You just wait.
1: Your turn's coming.
0: The number of Asian Americans that have just been fucking murdered for no reason is very high recently. This In this 2022 year of our Lord, you know, pushed in front of subways, stalked on their way into their apartment buildings and murdered. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, it is scary out there. It
1: is scary. Mm-hmm. Keep well, everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: On that note, we will talk to you all next week. Until then, take care. Bye. Bye.